Hey everybody, real quick before we start today's episode on Legend of Vox Machina, part one, I guess, because we're only covering the first three episodes, wanted to put a quick little disclaimer out there, we are covering mature subject matter, so just a heads up, uh, there will be profanity and there will be descriptions of, um, well, I guess M-rated content because this is an adult uh, animated series, so... Just giving you the heads up before today's episode. Anyways, enjoy the show! Hello everyone and welcome to a dice rolling episode of... Zing This? You got me... Uh, what did I go by the last time I just played? Uh, Darkon Mythos was my last D and D character wow, name. Wow, that is yeah. that's pretty fun. Yeah, it was blood something or another. Basically, the D and D version of a Witcher. So you got me, and <laughs> and me, Ellie. Oh come on, do your do your normal RPG name. Uh, Charisma with two R's and two S's. <laughs> there is glitter everywhere now. <laughs> there is glitter everywhere. Of course, as always, we're joined by. You got me, and my nickname's going with the theme of the show. You got me, Bergsival. I hate it. Aww. I hate it. I hate it because it made me realize I didn't notice the entire time I was watching this show. He's got the same name as the lead person from all of our favorite from our favorite book series, Ready Player Two. <laughs> yep. So, um. So, and we're also joined by, joined by another fan of the dice. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I'm the divination wizard, Adam. I'm uh, here to talk about D&D stuff. Yes, 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 yes. We, so I wonder, I bet you're all wondering if you didn't read the title of the episode for some reason, why we're talking about so much D&D stuff and why you might hear dice rolling in the background. Well, we are talking about a Amazon... A Amazon Prime original series, The Legend of Vox Machina, which is based on a campaign by Critical Role. All things that probably everyone has glossed over hearing this. So, gonna go around the room real quick, starting with you, Adam. Adam, are you familiar with Critical Role, or were you familiar with this? Because I'm pretty sure you watched the entire series prior to me reaching out to you. Oh yeah, I've definitely listened to... Uh, all three seasons so far of uh, Critical Role. Um, it's kind of what made D&D 5th Edition kind of blow up like in the mainstream. Uh, so yeah, I've been there since the beginning of that. So I was very interested in this uh, TV show. Awesome, awesome. All right, um, Ellie, you're uh, familiar, your familiarity with D&D or Critical Role. So, I mean, I know D&D, of course. I've never really played like... You've played a little bit tiny bit more like on the computer than i have actually like in throwing natural dice yes like right um i definitely knew of critical role though um and uh but i didn't know really of this show until you um mentioned watch it all right yep eric what about you sir your your familiarity I... with D D or the critical role I am familiar with Critical Role. Uh, I haven't really listened to any of their stuff, but I know that they are a big name in podcasting and D&D, and that kind of helped get a, get it into its mainstream popularity the past few years. Um, I played a little D&D, and I actually have been getting this itch to play a lot more recently, just mm -hmm. like going through. And uh, I've been wanting to actually join the group that you play with, and it's just my schedule has not really worked out with it. But I'm, I've been, I think I've created like 10 characters already <laughs> that I want to play as. So I'm ready to go whenever. I just need to need to get the time to, to mess up with you all. But uh, watching this show, um, I totally it got me like 10 times even more eager to play. So as for me, I mean, we... We are kind of on hiatus right now with the D&D um, uh, match campaign we're running. There we go. For, for, that, for that particular group, uh, we are doing um, the Strahd campaign, if anyone's familiar with that. So that's been fun, and I play a, in my character. God, I think it's a Blood Hunter. It's been yeah, so hunter. long since I played, which is basically a Witcher. 
And it's funny because watching this show, I'm like, oh, cool. It's the three characters I think I play as. I'd like to think my character is Percy. I'm actually more of Grog. And my mentality is, um, is oh my gosh, why did I forget his name? The Bard. Uh, Scanlan? Yeah, Scanlan. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, somehow this, this, this show has the three different versions of me all, like, existing in this. <laughs> so, so, Adam, you, you have partaken in the, the rolling of the dice and everything. Yes. The dice I actually play it. Yeah, I play a D&D campaign. That's a podcast and a Twitch stream. There you go. What are you currently playing in, on that? And you know what? I'll give you this moment to actually plug that, that, that show, too. Yeah, if anyone checks that out, it's called Isle of Misfit Rolls. It's a D&D campaign where it's basically Suicide Squad, but not as, uh, you know, much better than that first Suicide Squad movie. Um, <laughs> not hard to do. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, that's Isle of Misfit Roll, I-S-L-E. Um, and that's a podcast and a Twitch stream. Uh, but I play a divination wizard, so mm. I can give people those portents and make people roll what I want them to roll. It's pretty fun. Awesome, awesome. So... My familiarity, I've realized I haven't gotten myself yet with this. My familiarity with um, this was zero to none. My familiarity with Critical Role was it's a thing that existed. And I, through stumbling across this on the internet, watched the first episode and was like, we are going to discuss this immediately. But due to our Avatar series, I kind of had a side idea for this one. Where instead of discussing the whole series of 12 episodes, we are actually going to chunk this out because, and I know Eric's already broken the rules on this, because <laughs> I thought it would be more fun because we normally cover an entire show and it might be something fun to where we see how each of us liked it and if we would continue with it or kind of our opinions early, early on on it. So as I said earlier, we are covering the first three episodes, which is sort of the first arc because there's like this arc and then there's like a main arc that we kind of get into. And I like how this was played out because the end of episode three get, leads us into the main story arc. But gives us a nice little dragon arc to begin with. So with that being said, we're going to go around the table. and uh, uh, Around our table. Haha. And mm-hmm. um, see what everyone thought of like the, the show initially. And I'm going to start with Ellie. Because I'm dying to know her opinion because she refuses to talk about it. Yeah, I have like my poker dead face whenever he tries to walk in the room when I'm watching. Oh, no, and it's great because like (laughs) something would happen. I turn around like smiling like, huh, huh? And she'd just be sitting there deadpan just watching. (laughs) Um, balls. How long did it take you to get to get to that point with it? Um, I think the uh, as soon as it started. Okay. Because Eric, I think, was 10 minutes flat, but sorry, no. Eric, I'm not trying to ruin your thing. I'll let you go later, but... No, no, I I mean, just just from the opening, I was ready. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely hooked to watch the rest of this. But I, I, I think I'm the only one that played by the rules. I did, a, I did... Well, Adam doesn't count with this. Oh, right. Well, I'm in, in the an original three host here. Um... I, I only watched the first three mm-hmm. so that I truly do not know anything past the first three episodes. All right. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I, I, I know you've watched the entire series, but going off of your initial impressions of this show, were you on board with it or not? Oh, yeah, I was I was in the minute that we got that first bar scene. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, the, they get it. This is great. And it's really cool, especially thinking about the first three. Um, because the first two episodes aren't ever in the TV show, uh, or in the, excuse me, in the podcast and in the live stream. Uh, the first two episodes were before they even started doing a campaign really for an audience. So yeah, the first two episodes are completely new to everybody. Um, they, they mention the fighting, the blue dragon and all that stuff, but it's a thing that we never got to see. So getting to see it as the first two episodes is really cool. It's like, Oh, this is oh, a thing cool. that we know of, but we never actually saw what happened. And now we finally get to see that. Um, so I was into it. Love the animation. Love all the actors, of course. Um, I like, you know, the D&D world. And then we got to see a brand new story for everybody. And then we get to lead into one of the everyone's favorite arcs from season one. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was in basically immediately. 
Awesome. And that is information I was unaware of. So good thing I brought Adam along for this to give us some insight into the world of Critical Role and where all this came from. Eric, even though I have kind of showed your hand already, yeah. what was your impressions I, uh, of the first three episodes? I, uh, I, I texted you 10 minutes into the first episode saying, I'm only 10 minutes in and I am all in on this. Uh, just the, just, they got so much in just that first little bit, just showing the, the action and the humor and that wonderful mix they have of it throughout this first season. And I won't see the first three episodes. Uh, but, I, but I was like, this is already amazing. I am all in on this. And, uh, having finished the season, I, my, my, my opinion was that it only got better. Cause you were like, that's like even the weakest part of it is these first like little yeah, this first episode of the first couple episodes, and yeah, it just got better from there. And I was like, "How could it get better?" And it, it certainly did. So yeah, I, I was all in, and I loved every bit of it. All right, so so on that note, we will cover, of course, the first three episodes, discussing you know what our favorite moments were, stuff like that. But we got to go over the main cast of characters, and I guess we're also gonna go over our favorite ones. If I wasn't afraid of copyright infringement or me getting smacked across the face with a cease and desist, I would just put Scalin's um, song in here. But since I am terrified of that, <laughs> I guess I'll go over it myself. So um, the characters of Vox Machina, which if does anyone know the pun on that, by the way, off the top of their head? I mean, I know it's some play on... Deus Ex Machina, but I'm not sure it's, the box part. Uh, go, go ahead, Adam. I'm sure you're about no, to No, go it. ahead. You tell me. Uh, Vox Machina. So um, Eric mentioned uh, Deus Ex Machina. Machina meaning machine. Vox voice. Voice machine. Voice actors. Vox Machina. Because it was no, voice cool. actors that did it, so it's 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 Latin for voice machine, basically, or speech machine. It's it's something it's something involving I looked a voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like, like like I said, it's it's the, yeah. the mocking. I was like, okay, well that's Latin. And I was like, what's boxing? Oh yeah, it's voice. Oh, it's the oh these are voice. This is the dumbest joke in the world, but I love it. <laughs> so that's that's the play on that. Like that's their group of their adventurers. But in that group, we have and and I. I am not doing their full names because some of these people have like <laughs> an entire sentence as their name. Percival being one of them. <laughs> but um, you have Vex, who is a who is a half elf ranger and also has a a bear companion. Is is it's twink? It's t Tinkles. Yeah, Trinket. Trinket. Yeah. Let's say it's a T name. I'm. Wow. Batting out right now. Sorry, there's a lot of names to remember in this. Tinkles the bear. You you, you got Percy. <laughs> Tinkles. You, you got Percy, who's a who's a human gunslinger, and I'm going to leave it at that, because anything else would be possible foreshadowing to other stuff. You got Pike, who is a gnome cleric, part of the Everlight. Um, I guess... Divinity, um, Everlight, Religion. I, it's, help me out, Adam. What's what's it? What? Oh, uh, Holy Healer. That, there the we go. The heel. She's there Holy we Healer. Go. Yeah. There we go. You got Vax, who's the twin uh, brother of Vex. So you got Vax, Vex and Vax, and he is a half-elf rogue. Yeah, he is. I think we already showed Ellie's hand at which one she likes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keyleth, who is a half-elf druid. Uh, you got Scalin, Shorthall, who is the uh, gnome bard, and then you also have Grog, who is a Goliath barbarian. So that is our. <laughs> He's Drax. <laughs> he, to a lesser extent, yes. Yes. Um. So that's kind of our main cast. So out of those in these first three episodes. Who's who was your favorite? Looking at you, Ellie, to start with, since I think <laughs> I know your answer. Um, it's gonna be a real, real close tie between Vax and Shorthalt. Really? Oh my God, the Bard is fantastic. Yeah, I can't. I just can't with him. But but uh, Vax is is pretty sexy. So I'm gonna have to have to go with both of them though. A tie. 
Fascinating. Yes. All right, Eric. In the first three episodes, who's your favorite? I emphasize that for a reason. Sure. And the thing is, though, my my answer for this is still, I think, my answer for everything I saw. But I, it's, I think mine is a very close tie between Grog and Scanlan. All right. All right. A- any particular reason? Because I think we're going to keep having one name come I think, up. Right. I mean, Scanlan's just hilarious. And... Um, he makes the bard because I think sometimes you think of bard and you're like, oh, it's a musician who goes along. Oh, he's not. Scanlan made is as obnoxious as he is. That's part of his charm, and it just made being a bard seem really awesome the way he rocks out. And then Grog, he's the big lovable oaf, and who can be surprisingly deep and heartfelt uh, as well. Plus, and then when things get too serious, he's the comic relief, and you can't help but love the comic relief. All right, Adam. What about you? Uh, Where do you land with these characters? Yeah, so this my answer will definitely change uh, as it goes along because there are people who I think really uh, come forward in the later episodes. But the first ones, I'm going to go... Of course, Scanlan's great, but I'm going to go ahead and say Vex, which Ooh. is the the ranger, and then uh, Pike. All right. In these first three episodes. Vex, again, we never got to see any of this. But I like how they kind of show Vex as like being the leader and like making the plans and figuring all the stuff out. And then Pike, whenever they go to uh, Gilmore's Glorious Goods, and she's yeah. just like looking at all the stuff and like all nervous about it. I fucking love that. It's very very good. But I, her I, character also gets better as we go along too. So I really enjoyed that scene. I know when we get to it. How like she kept on pointing out she was hey still here. Yeah. During, during during different little things. Also, I think one of the funniest things was where he was talking about the romance novel and just the face they animated with her looking at the open book, like was was great animation. Yeah, so, and mm-hmm. that book is a, a Easter egg for season two. That's a big joke that they make about season two that everyone reads that Tusk Love book, which is a fucking like filthy romance novel. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Awesome. That place is full of Easter eggs. I, I figured, I've watched Easter egg videos, and it's, like, just moment after moment after moment. There, there's also where it's showing, like, the dice rolls, like, where people would have failed or succeeded in dice rolls, too. Which, if if you do want to, there are some pretty cool videos breaking down, like, the actual game that was being played and how they translated that into this. So, that's very cool. My favorite characters, and I'm cheating slightly. Mm. Yeah, I am. As you do, as I as <laughs> as I do, throwing an extra dice out there. <laughs> as I do, um, Scalin, of course, just 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 great. Yes, hands just, down, just great because he, as I said, as serious as I ever want to be in D and I mainly am like this because there's numerous times where I'm like that had to be a failed role where the person has to do it that way and stuff. Like when when they're asking about like what attacked the village and he's like, oh. It, it, are you really a fisherman, Mister Fisherman? Like, just it's it's like that had to be a failed insight check or something to to that. So, like I said, that's the character I feel I actually am in D and D more than anything. But as we got more revealed in the third episode, Percy took center stage for me as an interesting character because in a D and D campaign I played a long time ago. That was my character of what I had, like, the tragic backstory that, that was revealed. So I was like, oh, cool. And the problem is the D&D, um, the Dungeon Master I had for back in the day kind of started to explore that and then sort of was like, eh, I'm going to go somewhere else with it. It's not that interesting. So my character was left sitting and going, well, I guess I'm still along for the ride, even though my character's purpose is now non-existent. So whatever. But they don't do that with this one. So... I like, like I said I like Percy. I I, I love the the the, the gut the, the pepper box and everything. So yes, I, I am cheating because I know that it focuses more on him later, but in the first part he's just sort of there. Until and also of course you can Well tell until episode three and I'm like just drooling, but anyway, go ahead. Ellie, there's a lot that, that, that we're unpacking in this episode from you, so <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean drooling is in like he gets that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So of course <laughs> we're gonna go over now. Now, now that we got our favorite characters. Um, 
course, we got the first episode, which, as was covered, it's the first little arc where they fight a blue dragon. Which, um, dragons are not something fun to fight in D&D, <laughs> ever. And the different colorations and stuff mean a lot of different stuff. I'm not going to go into that because, one, I can't remember off the top of my head. And I can feel my own boredom setting in for me just talking about it. But anyways, Aww. they have to fight a, a blue dragon... Because they are the only ones left in the realm, basically, that, that can fight them aside from the army. For some reason, they won't. I do like all the nods to everything else they've thrown at them, though. The the murder hobos have been murdered. Like, all but, those. But before even that, just that opening scene, I was oh, the, dying. Oh, the, 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 the Lord of the Rings? Yes, it was so... And it, the narrator's like, well, okay. <laughs> I think that's the moment. That it in it. I mean, it's very quickly in there, but like that first, you know, few seconds leading up, it's like, oh, it's going to be this kind of serious sword and sorcery <laughs> kind of right. thing. And then when that happened, some it just clicked, and I go, oh, it's going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, of course, when we get to the actual characters, it always starts in a bar. Yes. So. So they, so they, they of course get into a bar fight, which had a lot of great moments in it and everything. Um, Keyleth not being able to hold down her alcohol, but also puking into one of the other character. I mean, one of the people they were fighting mouth was great. (laughs) And then the callback later to that, they, um, they were trying to get another set and they're like, oh yeah, his arm got cut off in a bar fight. And was like, oh shit. That was great. Yeah. (laughs) So, and, and of course leading to them. Seeing the um the of course poster for for Heroes Wanted and a great uh, joke there of his pants falling down and <laughs> I, I I like the joke because um she covers the her bear's eyes if you watch she puts her hand up to cover her poor innocent bear's eyes from seeing Scalen's. Sca- little Scalen, I guess, or what the, the 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 basilisk, I think, is what he refers yeah, to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so they of course go in to to present themselves to the um to the to this council to be able to be going and fighting whatever the monster is because no one knows where it is yet. And I I I love the theme song, the the whole him building himself the the team up and oh, everything. Yes, that was great. And the. Reveal of like them being all shiny, but then once the illusion goes away, of once again Keyleth just puking right there <laughs> into his mouth. <laughs> oh no 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 that 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 was the reveal of just her just puking afterwards. Oh yes, when, when, yes, when, yes. They, when they're in the hall <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, but no, and, and and then of course him being just really impressed they had a bear. What was the reason? Yeah. Which. Once again, in D and D, I in campaigns I've played, there has been dumb stuff like, like you, you're able to roll and they're just overly impressed with something mundane. Adam, I don't know if that's <laughs> ever happened to you before. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, it's literally all the time. People love pets and people love dumb things and people like characters that literally don't have any character and it's like well they just keep talking to him so i guess he's got to be a main person now <laughs> well it's well, and, and, and it's one of those things to where if you successfully roll something dungeon master has to make that happen then like if you roll a charisma check or something to where it's like you you did something very dumb but guess what you persuaded everybody you gotta roll with it literally so they're sent to uh basically investigate what's happened and like what's actually going on and through of course them talking to to people and everything they find out that it's something that was flying and i guess once again keyleth's whole talking to the trees and woodland critters didn't help in that scenario but then they have to fight the dragon which was a great first fight just to show how outmatched they were but it did show some pretty cool stuff here and there i was about to say anyone impressed anything particularly in the first fight no, I like the animation. No, I, I mean, animation. it was, yeah, it was, um, super you, smooth. You see that, um, Keely is, Keela is quite powerful, um, when she focuses and <laughs> doesn't get all freaked out. Well, one of the things that was pointed out was there was probably an, an intimidation or some kind of role there that technically her character would have failed, and that's why she couldn't. Okay. 
do that for a little bit. But when she did, and, and I also do love the fact that, yes, with dragons and stuff, some stuff just doesn't affect them. So, yeah, the the lightning hitting it and it doing nothing. And she's like, did, did I just make it stronger? So, them, um, of course, being like dragons thinking they're dead, it goes off. And, by the way, who thought that the obviously evil-looking guy was actually the bad guy the whole time? I didn't. I was like, it's too obvious. Yeah, I thought it was kind of <laughs> obvious, too. And I think they made it that way. I mean, they wanted you to, to be misled. I was in there. I was like, there's no way they're going to make him that obviously the bad guy. No yeah. one knew it was going to be David Tennant all along. It, and it was. It was <laughs> David Tennant. <laughs> and, I will ask you guys before. Hmm. Would you guys think that he worked for the dragon? Or did you think that he, you know, spoilers, he is the dragon? Um, Once you know it, like, I, I rewatched it. Leading up to it, I thought he worked for the dragon. I didn't that, that was kind of. Yeah. I think that was my that was my thing. Um, rewatching it now, like after watching it, and then rewatching it, knowing that he's the dragon, it's the whole like he's he he's prideful. He's he's building up this army so that he can go and defeat it. Is kind of like a a if I may say a dragon move because it's like oh I want them to be at their very best to show that I'm the best of all. Like, I, I didn't have, like, I just was wondering what was going on, and I, I had no clue where this was going, so I'm like, they're gonna, like, bark up the wrong tree the entire time. So, I, I, I never, I kind of didn't assume it was the bad guy, but I'm like, they're gonna go in a completely different direction with it, and he was actually trying to help them before he got murdered, but we'll get to that. So, they go, so they go back by this town, and they all get, um motivated to actually go and fight this dragon instead of running scared and everything so i thought that touch with the coin and the kid and like i thought that was kind of cool what's the whole i didn't expect it in this in this kind of show i didn't expect that so that that was kind of cool it was it it was a nice little touch and showing that you know especially their whole connection to that their parent their mother was killed by a dragon and everything it was a nice little way to Milk that and make it all connected. Um, next episode, of course, they're going to go fight the dragon again, but they're trying to prepare and they're trying to see if the obvious evil-looking guy is behind it, which had some <laughs> great little moments. And then, of course, we also get the um, the trip to the shop and everything, too. Right, which was which, awesome. Which, as Adam has pointed out, has a lot of Easter eggs for... I guess fans of this, but also fans of D and D and everything too. I'm sure he could list off a few right now if I prompt him. Yeah, well, there's a triceratops skeleton in there. That'll uh, maybe that comes up later. Possibly. Um, and... There's the weasel that's there. Is a season two pet of Laura Bailey's character. Uh, uh, again, the Tusk Love book is a big thing in season two. That yeah, there's stuff. There's stuff all over there. Also, just really quickly. I love how uh, Vex keeps getting headaches or whatever it is that they, they show that, you know, when a dragon is near. Yeah. And I just like how they take that. It's like, here's a, an ability from a and d character, but, like, how do we dramatize it in a show to not just be like, well, that's on her stat sheet, so this is what she does. Like, okay, this is a, an ability that your character has in the in the game. So, and they show it, cool. in, I think, in a pretty cool way. Oh, thank you. That reminds me. When... um. When the two of them are talking on the airship and um, Scalin comes up and he goes, hey, why are you guys whispering? That's like, because there is moments in D&D where you can sit there and be like, I'm going to talk just to this character. Or where the dungeon master says something that everybody hears, but it's only meant for one character. And I, I, I like the little joke of, hey, why are you guys whispering? Thing. I can't remember. There's a term for that when you're just talking to one character at the table. I can't remember it. But no, I, I like that little play there, too, on that. So they, of course, try to break into this place, and they use uh, try to use magic, try to, I guess, serenade the door lock open, <laughs> too. And then, um, sorry, I, I am honestly actually forgetting Vex and Vox. Vex and Vax. Vex yeah, and Vex. Vex and Vax. I'm forgetting Vex and which Vax one. Vex and Vox Machina. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang it. I'm like, I know Vax is the is the male. Vex is the female. There we go. Where, where he picks the lock. Oh, 
Also, I, 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 I like the, can you get me a sandwich? <laughs> and then he has a sandwich later. <laughs> no, I cannot get it. What do you want? <laughs> um, so I, like I said, I, I like those little touches of just this, this, this nice little humor. And like I said, I don't know how much that translated from the original like cast because one, this wasn't um, portrayed through that. Thanks to Adam pointing that out, but also it's something that I, I just like all that. So, so they're able to break in. They look around and find that there's a like portal in this room, and like everything's magical also in this room. So that's another thing showing that like she's able to perceive, you know, what's magical and what's not. Um, Pike is. Then they go into the dragon's like horde, and we get the reveal that oh no, he's actually a dragon the whole time. Which I think by that point that shocked nobody. <laughs> so I I love the dragon fight. I, I like them utilizing the different abilities and them being like we don't work well together, and that's what's paid off in the end. Um. I'm going to go to you, Ellie, first, because you're right here, so I can point to you first. Dragon fight, do you have a favorite moment from it? Second dragon <sighs> fight, sorry. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the characters got moments to shine in this, in yeah. the second fight. I don't know. I just, I want to go back and watch all of it again, the first three episodes again, because it really did just kind of go very fast for me. Um, I just was in, I was just enjoying the ride. Um, I think probably, probably one of the standoff ones for me is when, um, the bard does the hand thing where he like shoots, um, Vax towards the dragon. Fastball special. Yes. That was just, cause you just see him out of nowhere and he's like, oh, and sings. And then this big (laughs) hand comes out of nowhere. I, it just, I thought that was kind of, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yes. And he gives me that Dr. Pepper vibe. The dude from, um, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The Dr. Pepper commercials, the, the sweet one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, probably probably that is one I just thought it was funny just out of nowhere seeing this big purple hand throwing the rogue to the dragon. All right. Um, Adam, do you have a standout moment from that fight? Well, the killing blow is pretty cool because uh, Grog gets to cut a dragon's head in half. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that he said, I would like to rage. Yes! Again, that's the joke <laughs> that they did all of season one. Anytime he goes into a rage, he says, I would like to rage. So they did do that, and it's anime as shit, where, like, the fucking ground breaks under his feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool that we actually got yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Um, all right. Eric. For me, it's more about the quality of the animation. It was so smoothly animated. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was, it was was eye candy. The entire fight was just, like... And they gave every character a time to shine which I love. There was no like, oh, we're going to just focus on this character. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like sometimes when there's like big fights things like that in, in shows, I mean, even live action things, they can sometimes skimp or like, let's focus on one character. But just the way they animated and choreographed that whole fight, it was just, that was the thing that got me in. Like, whereas there was the humor that like really hooked me. Once they got to this, I was like, okay, they're not messing around with the action. So I just, I absolutely loved how, um, how just the entire thing was animated. Uh, and I'd like to say the first time I encountered the dragon and I saw the V on its neck, I go, that's the weakness right there. And then that was it. So yeah. I called it off. I mean, it was, it, it was there to be blatantly obvious, but still I saw it. I was like, I bet it's going to be that V on his neck or something like that. And sure <laughs> enough it was, I was like, Oh, Hey, cool. Yes. Uh, but yes. And, and the thing is though, at this point I'm already having clouded with the rest of my, uh, I was getting ready to say something and I'm like, Nope, that was not that battle. That was later on and past the first three episodes. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> As as is traditional in Zygnus, I cheat the rules and Eric watched more than he needed to. So thus is tradition. Um mm-hmm. I me- to start cheating. You, I don't you know, cheat. you need to find a new way like <laughs> like Eric's Eric's way of cheating is we're gonna watch this many episodes. I watched the whole thing. Dang it! <laughs> My way of cheating oh, I'm is gonna go back. Whenever we do the next the next episodes, I'm gonna go back and watch those. Okay. I wish I'd had more time to watch 
the first three again because I finished it up last night and I was like, if it wasn't so late, I would go back and watch the first three. But he he is still adhering to the Avatar stuff, though. He is at least yes to the best because of my like knowledge. at a time, yes. I, I'm waiting until we get closer. I'm not watching those ahead because those are bigger chunks of episodes. Yes. Um, but for me, I I gotta go with the I I want to rage. Like it doesn't have the impact that it probably had for Adam for me. But it was just such a great animated scene, and it was like, that was cool, and that is definitely something I can see someone being like, I want my character to be able to rage, and you gotta roll that dice to see if you're able to be successful at it. So, I I love the animation in that. The whole fight was well choreographed, but just that moment for that character was like, oh, <laughs> heck yeah. I would like to rage! It was great. I loved it. And now we move into the next episode, and as pointed out by Adam, this is, I guess, where the official story begins for the Critical Role-like campaign. This is like the second arc in. Like, they don't actually start the campaign here, but this is like the arc that everyone's like, this is the best one. So this okay. is like a couple, like 20 episodes into season one or something like that someone had to check me but it's it's part I, way in hey i i'm 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 going with you on this one like, like i said i when, when you told me oh yeah this dragon thing isn't part of it but they talk about it, i'm like oh that's cool so with this one since um since they d- defeated the dragon become the heroes um and everything they are able to get a keep so they get, basically get their own little castle and everything, and they are invited to a banquet. And a title. They get the title, too. Yes, Defenders of the Realm. They get invited to a banquet. Um, I missed something. Oh, wait. And yeah, the, that's the, right. How the last episode ended. Yeah, I, I, I realized that. I'm like, wait a second, I missed something. Um, we get introduced to some characters that are on their way mm-hmm. to Taldori. Yep. And, um... They Silas get, and Delilah. Yes, and they get attacked by bandits, which you think would be an issue. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an issue for the bandits. <laughs> this, this is, this was that meme of you're gonna need to call an ambulance, but not for me, <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> so yes, that that one hundred. Sorry, I was like, I feel like I'm missing something, and I'm like, oh right, the brutal murder. So. These um, individuals are on their way to this very um, meeting that they're having about the realm and everything about like th- this banquet that, of course, Percy is excited about because it's his chance to be around high society again. And, of course, everyone else is, I guess, miserable about because they have to be on their best behavior, even though they are definitely not. But as they go to the banquet... Um, and while they're at the banquet, Percy is informed and finds out that the um, people who control Whitestone, of course, uh, Silas and Delilah, are there. And they're behind his family's murder and, and everything bad that's ever happened to him. And, of course, during the meal, uh, Silas... Um, char- well, sorry, I forgot. They have uh, Fax go investigate. So they split the party. Which, um, if anyone's ever played a D&D campaign, you don't split the party. But, <laughs> anyways, they do split the party. So, Vex goes to investigate. There's there's a cool little Easter eggs there of, like, him having that snake belt thing. Yeah. That, that was very cool. Um, him being able to pick the locks, investigating, finding... Well, the... he is a rogue. I hope he would be able to pick locks. The certain characters it's one of those things that certain actions your stats are so stupidly high that even if you roll badly you're still going to be successful at it <laughs> i can't remember i was i played a rogue for one campaign and i swear like me like jumping to hide like i could roll a five and it was still like up oh, you're successful well i mean and i i don't have as much experience um playing like the paper dice role playing you know, that you kind keep of thing. looking at the D and D books that I, I know, know are sitting right there beside you. Well, I you. remember fondly when I bought you the Rick and Morty one. Yes. Um, but a lot of times when I play classic role playing games, um, I love to play the rogue elf. 
um, is a very common character for me. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's certain characteristics that are just higher ranked for rogues. So yeah, yeah. So so him being able to do all the all the stealth checks and everything, being able to investigate what was going on while everyone else sat at the table, while Percy sat there and tried not to lose his collective mind. I swear, he (laughs) held it together longer than I thought he would. I guarantee you, if you want me to say a behind-the-scenes thing, I guarantee you he was having to do, like, rolls to see if he could keep his (laughs) crap together. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, I couldn't believe it took him that long to... To burst. Cause, so. Because it's one of those things, like a character in that situation, they're going to have to just keep rolling to see if they can keep themselves together. Right. During it. But, um, of course, it is revealed through stuff and everything that these, that the Briarwoods are um, behind, of course, his family being murdered, as I said, and everything. And, and of course, exposition, backstory, vomit for a while of just all this exposition. And, you know, oh, well, why didn't you tell us any of this stuff? Well, probably the actual reason was because we need to have this character have something later on. But it, it's cool because it made a character that was kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about him. Honestly. No, I mean, he yeah. he's one of those characters that this, that that's why I said I like this character because up until he was needed, he was just kind of floating around. With this party of people. Yeah. So I like that addition. And um, of course we get a very good fight. Very good choreographed fight. A lot of cool stuff. Grog versus uh, Silas was great. I I love the sword that the more blood it sort of takes in. Yeah. The bigger and more like demented looking it gets. So that was really cool. Um, you, you, You have a lot of magic going back and forth. And I, I'm gonna steal something because I did look up a few things online. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but is this the first appearance of No Mercy Percy? Uh, I think, from what I can remember, because yeah, that's when he puts on the mask and blows the dude's hand off. That that happened in campaign too, and it was fucking wicked. So yep. I think this is where his his uh, the darker side starts to come out, if I can remember. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember seeing like people like when, when I was looking up stuff and doing a little research on this just to make sure to kind of get vague knowledge of everything. I saw that, that was a nickname that popped up for his character, and um, I was like, I'm guessing that's where this comes from. So, Ellie, you seem excited. <laughs> this is where we we stopped. So, this was the end of episode three. This oh is where gosh. we stopped. So I was so excited. I don't know what it is about those like medicine doom masks. They're just so cool looking. And, um, and there's, well, my hero later on, they have a character. Oh, 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 you mean my hero academia. Okay. Please emphasize the rest of that. Sorry. I just, I know what it is. So I just assume everyone else does. Um, but there's a character later on that's pretty BA that has, uses one of those too, but just the shadows and he's like pulling out that mask and he just is like, just completely changes his demeanor. I just thought that was so cool. And I'm just so excited to see more now. Like I said, up until this point, I was like, I didn't really pay attention to him. He was kind of in the background. And then that happened. I'm like, I cannot wait to see more about this character. He seems really awesome now. So, And like I said, I, I'm vaguely cheating because I know where this starts to go with his character. So that's why I was like, he's my favorite because I like the fact that we, we, we got to see that. And like I said... Yeah, and I don't. I don't know what, what's coming, so I'm excited. I mean, I don't, to the fullest extent, I don't, but I know that there's more to that. So, um, I guess, Adam, so with so with the, with, with, with the end of this episode, the fight, any, any, anything stand out for you from this one or anything you were excited about to see or just was, was, was getting to get the reveal of Percy's, like, what's going on with him, just too much for you? I mean, it's all really cool. Yeah, it's... I mean, as people who've watched the whole thing know, uh, it gets even better from here, which is crazy considering how good these first three are. But mm. yeah, they're starting to introduce things that are fucking really cool uh, that come up later. And then also, you know, just to reveal that this dude's a vampire, mm. and that she's got some kind of dark magic because he, he bites fucking Vax right in the neck. Um, and all that stuff with their dark magic. And oh man, it's also cool. But it, I think it's a really cool starting point, but it, it does get better as it goes along. 
All and right. I want to know what the whispered one is. Yeah, they do mention that. Yeah. He's pretty whispery in one like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Eric. This, and I want to make sure I'm not spoiling anything because I'm reading the description of this and the next episode, and I just want to make sure I'm not spoiling anything. Episode three was the one where the thing happened to Pike, correct? No. Well, it happens her, at the end of We do see this. her medallion get shattered. Okay, yes. yes, 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 yes. That, okay, that I thought was such a cool thing because it, it it's one of those things where it was like, when I saw that, it was like, wow, she basically lost her power. Um, and I remember at this point being like, you know, how, how are you going to go without your healer? That's, as anyone who's played any sort of RPG knows you got to have your healer. But. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the same time, it's like a bigger thing because it's like it's not just like, oh, I lost my power to heal. Like she lost a connection to 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 the goddess or whatever. Uh, yeah. It, and I was just like, that's that's huge. And then I was like, this is going to clearly play a big part in the in the the season or whatever. So I won't I won't say anything further than that. But when she gets hit by that dark blast from Silas, I was like, oh, that ain't good. Real quick on but, that. Point. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. So in real life, Ashley Johnson, the actor who plays Pike, I think had to go film a TV show or something. So her character like left for like a certain number of episodes. And then she, you know, maybe she comes back. We'll figure it out. We don't know. But <laughs> it's really cool how they took that that real life moment. And it was like, oh, well, she's not able to be here anymore. And they turn it into like character development. Yeah, that's cool. What they do with her character, I think, is so fucking cool. Yes. Compared to just like, well, she's filming a TV show, so she can't be here at this exact moment. So I, I love how they, they changed that part of the story by like making it character development, making it cool moments. Not knowing that until right now, I'm like, oh, that was just a really cool way they split the party without it being like, without playing into the story. Knowing that's how they handled it, that's awesome. That's really cool. Good, good, well thought out that thing. Is a good example of working with your limitations and using the and using that to be creative. I love that. Uh, for example, when I would miss a week, or when other characters in D and D campaigns I've been in, it's either they for, they didn't wake up before we left, or they were just physically standing there doing nothing <laughs> the, dur during the time they weren't there for that campaign. Or someone would like do like simple roles or something for them to be able to maybe just but not be involved in fights and stuff. So it, it all depended. Cer cer certain um, dungeon masters would do certain things, but yeah, no, I mean that that that, that is a really cool thing. Like I said, the character development that is given is phenomenal to that character if they come back. So I I'm gonna say it and leave it at that. Um, Oh, wait, we get to... Did Adam... Did we do Adam? Adam, what was your thoughts on this fight if I haven't already asked you? Oh, yeah, no, it's very good. Again, I love the animation and all of this. Getting getting to see the sword, which uh, that sword that uh, Silas has is very cool. Oh, yeah. All the abilities. Again, I love how they show, you know, turn, you know, basically turn-based combat. And they're just like, how do we dramatize this and make it interesting? So, like, everyone's still doing their... You know, I do my two attacks, I cast a spell. Everyone's still doing that, but they just make it in a, in a cool, dramatized way. And then again, like Erica said, it's uh, animated beautifully. So, All right. So. I, I loved reading. I just want, this just goes for the whole thing, but how they did a good job streamlining this, how episodes of the, of the actual show uh, prior to this, the podcast, would take like, you know, multiple episodes to get through what we sometimes breeze through in like one half hour episode. So I think that's a good because I mean when you start taking out all the the mechanics of like rolling and making decisions and trying to come up with stuff like that, I think that having not listened to that, knowing that they were able to do that and condense it, I think they did a good job of that and not making anyone feel as someone who hasn't listened to the show the 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 podcast. I think that was a really good. They did a good job. I never felt like I was lost or like I was missing out on something. Like they did a good job condensing those roles that take forever to just a very like here's this person doing this thing real quick. So uh, I thought that was really cool reading that. Yeah, the arc that we're so episode three through twelve because it's twelve episodes in the season. The first two again being something pre-campaign. Uh, three through twelve in the show were fifteen episodes at you know like three to five hours a piece. And they condensed yeah. it all down, and it. You, I feel like you don't lose anything. Like you get, wow, it's a very that's well great story, and it's 
I think it's great. So it is crazy how they condense all that down and streamline it, and it's still fantastic. So speaking of what's coming up, I think it's safe to say that out of the three main hosts, we're all on board for the rest of this. Ellie, what are you looking forward to the most and what's coming up? Since you're the only one I think that can legit be asked that without foreknowledge. Oh, um, I'm definitely interested in more information about Percy and like that whole storyline. Like, who's the whispered one? What the heck is going on with Percy and his darkness? Like, why did they come to that town and take it over? Like, I just, I want to know more about that whole, that whole story, so. Any character you want to see more from, I mean, I'm sure you're going to say Percy, but any character you want to see, like, you're, you're excited to see what they're going to do next. Um, probably, other than him, uh, just some more about the, the Bard and Vax. I, I like both of those characters a lot. Um, sorry, some of the girl characters are just kind of blah to me at this point. But there's, maybe later on, I'll. Oh wait, really I was about them. to say there's only two. There's three, three but there's three. okay. Yeah. Um, I would say two of them are get really really cool things to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm, ex- you know, I'm sure there's. I'm just saying up to this point, I was more interested in some of the other characters. But no, I'm. I mean, I'm just excited for just everything in general. I think this is going to be a great show. So. All right, Eric. How do I ask you the same question but not? <laughs> um, you, you know, up until this point, because the, those first two episodes were kind of its own separate thing, which I like. Getting to the end, yes, I do too. I I like how they it's it's a it's a nice little origin for the for the viewers. Uh, I think at the end of the third one, I was just sort of like, how do they get about? I mean, because it ends with them being arrested. And it's sort of like, you know, what's going to happen? So obviously, no, they're not going to be, you know, stuck in their homes or in a prison for the next 10 episodes uh, or nine episodes. You know that something is going to happen and they're going to go on some grand adventure. So at the end, because I actually did wait, like I watched those first three episodes and I didn't watch further until like the next day. And that's why my my curiosity got the best of me. And I just kept going like, how are they going to escape? Where, you know, what are they going to do? Clearly... Uh, Percy because of where he's from and where they're where uh, Silas and Delilah are from that clearly he's going to take a, a very prominent role into uh, what's going to happen so I, I was very excited to see how that would, would play out and uh, yeah I'll just leave it at that um, Adam uh, I, I guess like I said it's it's hard to ask you this one because I know you've seen the entire series but um but if, if you could remember back to watching episode three, what were you most excited about knowing what, what you knew about the campaign and everything about what was on the horizon without spoiling it for poor Ellie? Oh yeah. No, I was just excited to see how they would, um, you know, adapt the, again, one of the most popular arcs for the show. It's just because like, I knew what was going on. I'm like, man, how are they going to do this? Um, who are some of the guest stars that they're going to have? Because we got David Tennant in the first couple episodes, and I was like, "How are they going to tell this story?" And I just, I was interested in the adaptation, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I want, I want to see how this goes." Awesome. I, I myself, I've watched episode four, and I know a little bit about what else happens later with certain characters. Just from, like I said, I would watch like a video of like. Stuff and I know that there's a there's some crazy stuff that happens later, but I don't know how it all connects. So I'm excited for for the future with this. I want to know more about Percy's thing because like I said the whole like whatever's going on with him. Uh-huh. It it was really cool because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like what my character would have had if that dungeon master had actually followed through and said, me like, yeah, I'm gonna go in a different direction with this." Because <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, it was just. There was a character that my character wanted revenge on, and that was going to be a big villain. But then the the dungeon master, like when we initially talked about, it, was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to do that." And then they were like, "Actually, I changed my mind. Um, I want to go in a different direction with this." So the guy you're after got killed by the guy that you guys are now going to be going after. Like it, it was, it was one of those like now you're mad at him because he took the vengeance instead of you, and I'm like. All right, I guess my character's just here to roll dice and live. 
So, oh, and I did remember it was uh, Merrick, um, Merrick Odinson was one of my other characters' names. Because I was trying to remember that one, because I know it was a play on Galen Merrick, Starkiller from Star Wars, oh. and Odinson yeah. being Odin's son from Thor. I'm not that imaginative with a lot of my names. Darkon Mythos, I think, is the best one I've ever come up with. And that was one I stole from somebody else that gave me the idea. Because it's, 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 it's a play on Dark Myths, the podcast collective we used to be in. Nobody? Alright, cool. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, sorry, I thought Ellie would at least give some response of, ah. Eh. Uh. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, Adam, where can people find more from you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Gumby, uh, tweeting all the fun stuff, talking about the D and D and the sports and the video games. Yes, and then Isle of Misfit Rolls or at Misfit Rolls, and uh, that's the podcast. So if you wanna, if you like D and D and you wanna check out some more, season one is done. There's a recap for season one, and we're at the very beginning of season two. So come check that out too. Awesome. I I definitely need to. So I think I got a new podcast. I'm gonna be listening to. Um, I, f- I feel like if I try to do critical role at this point, it's just, I'm, I'm too far. Like it's what hundreds of hours. Anyways, on that note, please listen to all the 299 <laughs> other episodes. This thing is available. <laughs> just it's, it, there is no ongoing story. Just know that we torture Phil rude constantly. Speaking of which tune into our 300th episode that will be coming out. Next week, um, I, I don't have to say join us next week for another nerdy topic. I get to say join us next week for our 300th episode. Something I never thought I'd get to say on Cygnus, but always hoped. So we, we I, I can say we made it because we already recorded that episode. But we made it, everybody. We we did 300 of these things. And, and you might say, and you might say for next week's episode, you could say, This is Zingvis. Yes, very well, very well done. Um, but no, thank you very much, Adam, for joining us for this. I, I wanted to get somebody on. We will return to discuss more of Legend of Ox Machina. I don't know when we'll be doing it, but it definitely is something that the um, the three hosts, we have all given our thumbs up to wanting to discuss this more. Other people have found out we were discussing this and are interested in being on. So it is definitely something we will return to. And I think doing this whole setup for certain shows, because I think if we had poured into the entire series, I think it would have been too much. It, it, while we would have covered it and it would have been okay, I think doing it this way gives us more time to enjoy and point out our, instead of like, oh, let me sum up my three favorite moments. It's right. It gives us a little bit more time. So look, look for us, Zygnus, after 300 episodes, still adapting, still learning, and still bringing you nerdy content. Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlogberg. And you can, of course, find Zygnus wherever you find great podcasts. And if you go on to our Patreon, stream, our, our Patreon, you can join me for my 99 seconds reviews of different stuff. One of them, which will be coming out probably by the time you're listening to this, is my 99 second review of Elden Ring. Because, Gumby, I, 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 you, she knows now. So I can openly okay. say I'm playing <laughs> Elden Ring. <laughs> So, um, on that note, Eric, what are you playing this week? I so I I wrote credits last night on Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, and it was it's I I would probably put it in one of my top ten Switch games. It was fantastic, and there is so much more to do once you roll credits. So I'm actually still kind of playing through. I, I don't know if I'll hundred percent it, but I'm gonna go and percent as much of it as I can. Ellie, what are you playing or watching this week, or both? Hmm. Um, building Legos. All right. Ellie is going to be building Legos. Are you excited for the Skywalker Saga Lego game? Are you getting it? On what system? Oh. Ooh, that's a tough question now. That is probably PS4. There you go. So the family can play it. Awesome. Yes. Good to know. Um, I will point out that uh, Eric, um, our our daughters, mine and Ellie's daughter, not mine and Eric's daughters, um, are very excited. <laughs> I, I realize the way I say it, I'm like, let me clarify that, are bugging both of us about um, getting the Kirby game. So so um, we might be having a discussion about that depending on how much they bother us. I mean, lovingly ask us for it. 
So that might be a future they, discussion. They will love it. And it's got co-op, so you can play it together. Oh, so. there you go. That, now that I don't have to listen to them argue about who's going to play first, I'll be like, you guys can co-op it. <laughs> one uh, gets to be Kirby, one gets to be uh, Bandana, Bandana Waddle Dee. So there you go. All right. Uh, I myself will be playing more Elden Ring and grinding my head against the, against the um, I, I guess, a belt sander until I can finally move on in the game. I am over 20 hours in and still feel like I am getting hit by just something randomly and dying in one shot. Adam, what are you playing or what are you watching this week? Well, I guess I'll probably play a little more Elden Ring as well. Um, I beat the first boss. Like, boss boss. Whatever his Godric name is. or Margit? Margit. Oh, you still got Godric to go. But okay, God yes. Dang no, Margit, no, Margit's <laughs> definitely the hardest thing in the game because it's you're the least prepared for how the game works and he's hard as fuck. So he's most people would say the hardest boss in the game based on your your experience oh no 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 no. i i grind i grinded so long so i it was still a difficult fight but i was like i got this i figured some of it out i grinded so hard i don't want to talk about it um (laughs) double digits i will say double digits okay 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 i I was up into the double digits but you know what helped me a lot it's like why is there this gold writing on the ground (gasps) i can get a partner to go in there with me it's great. It's so it was helpful fun. because I let them get the crap beat out of them while I, like, just barely got by. I will admit this. You know the... I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to have a quick um, Elden Ring podcast. Zing Ring. Um, oh, you wow. know the, uh, the, okay. the, the like, guy riding around with, like, that basically looks like a giant sun that's in the starting mm-hmm. area? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the tree sentinel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I killed him today very proud of myself but i died at the same time he did and i was like if this doesn't give me this i'm gonna be so angry and it did somehow it did it gave me that as long as the text pops up then it it did as i was like falling down i'm like oh come on no no i because i i i was like trying to glitch or i was trying to do something i was trying to get on top of a rock and have him not be able to get up there and kind of try to poke at him but that didn't work (laughs) no and, and mind so you, heroic. <laughs> mind you, I will give this game, and I know people who played Soul Games sit there and they're like, oh, well, all the glitches in the game make it harder. I was behind a wall and had somebody stab me through the wall. Oh, yeah. They do that all the time. Because I was like... People say it's a feature, I say it's a glitch, and it's not good, but anyways. Oh, no, because I was like, I'm going to hide behind this wall real quick, see if they, maybe they didn't see me. And all of a sudden, I took, and this was back early on, I took like... Three-fourths of my, my health, gone. I'm like, what the crap just happened? And it wasn't like a big boss or anything. It was just a average soldier. So that was my that's that's my adventure. Anyways, tune in next week for more complaints on Zingering. Um, <laughs> uh, but on that note, before we sign off, uh, since I can talk about sports for a minute with Gumby, craziest off-season thing so far in, 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 in the NFL, because I'm pretty sure by the time you're listening to this, I think the draft would happen. So that's... Just off-season signing. Craziest thing in your opinion. I wouldn't say so. I would say trades. Literally every star player has gotten traded. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. I'm 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 not dogging on you, but the Colts get Matt Ryan. That was literally something I was like, spit take was like, wait, what? And then remembering Marcus Mariota exists was also something that surprised me too. Cause I was like, oh yeah, he's still around. Good for Marcus. Good, good <laughs> for Marcus money, at the moment. But no, just them, them, them getting Matt Ryan. I'm like, could this be a resurgence for the Colts, or are they just gonna continue to? I don't know who's the best in that division again. I, I, just I guess the Colts. Got, yeah, I just funny is that we got anything for Carson Wentz that they tricked somebody into giving them something for Carson Wentz. Anyways, <laughs> all of our loyal Commander viewer, I mean listeners, uh, stay tuned for more of me not caring about that team, even though it's the local team. But anyways, go Bengals, who have who have um, definitely built up an O-line. So, woo, to that. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. See, I love this because Adam suffers through being um, a Cincinnati fan by sheer proximity, where I'm forced to be dealing with Commanders fans because of sheer proximity, and, of course, Dallas and Pittsburgh fans because they just exist everywhere. Anyways, excuse me. They do. Uh, Anyways, tune in next week for us discussing 300, and then after that for more nerdy topics. But anyways, to 300 episodes and hopefully 300 more. Exactly 300 more. We'll stop at 600. Ellie looks shocked. All right. <laughs> Bye.
ruined the show.